A very good evening to you from me, Father Emil, and welcome to As the Sun Sets. Yes, it's always wonderful to be with you at this time of the day. I hope you've had a wonderful day. It's the beginning of the week and the end of the day. But we thank the Lord for the gift of this day. So let's place ourselves in the presence of the Lord and begin. O God, come to our aid. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia.
You are the fairest of the children of men, and graciousness is poured upon your lips. Psalm 44, a royal wedding song. My heart overflows with noble words. To the king I must speak the song I have made, my tongue as nimble as the pen of a scribe. You are the fairest of the children of men, and graciousness is poured upon your lips, because God has blessed you forevermore. O mighty one, gird your sword upon your thigh. In splendor and state, ride on in triumph for the cause of truth and goodness and right. Take aim with your bow in your dread right hand. Your arrows are sharp. Peoples fall beneath you. The foes of the king fall down and lose heart. Your throne, O God, shall endure forever. A scepter of justice is the scepter of your kingdom. Your love is for justice and your hatred for evil. And therefore God your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness above other kings. Your robes are fragrant with aloes and myrrh. From the ivory palace you are greeted with music. The daughters of kings are among your loved ones. On your right stands the queen in gold of Ophir. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. You are the fairest of the children of men, and graciousness is poured upon your lips. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out and meet him. Listen, O daughter, give ear to my words. Forget your own people and your father's house. So will the king desire your beauty. He is your lord. Pay homage to him. And the people of Tyre shall come with gifts. The richest of the people shall seek your favor. The daughter of the king is clothed with splendor. Her robes embroidered with pearls set in gold. She is led to the king with her maiden companions. They are escorted amid gladness and joy. They pass within the palace of the king. Sons shall be yours in place of your fathers. You will make them princes over all the earth. And may this song make your name forever remembered. And may the peoples praise you from age to age. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out and meet him. God planned to bring all things together under Christ when the fullness of time had come. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. He chose us 
in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him he destined us in love to be his sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will to the praise of his glorious grace which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace which he lavished upon us and he has made known to us in all wisdom and insight the mystery of his will according to his purpose which he set forth in Christ his purpose he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him things in heaven and things on earth glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end Amen God planned to bring all things together under Christ when the fullness of time had come Our Gospel reading this evening is taken from the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 9, verses 18 to 26. Now, while Jesus was speaking, up came one of the officials, who bowed low in front of him and said, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hands on her and her life will be saved. And Jesus rose and with his disciples followed him and then from behind came a woman who had suffered from a hemorrhage for 12 years and she touched the fringe of his cloak for she said to herself if I can only touch his cloak I shall be well again and Jesus turned round and saw her and he said to her, Courage, my daughter, your faith has restored you to health. And from that moment, the woman was well again. Well, when Jesus reached the official's house, and he saw the flute players with the crowd making a commotion, he said, Get out of here. The little girl isn't dead. She's asleep. And they laughed at him. But when the people had been turned out, he went inside and he took the little girl by the hand and she stood up and the news spread all round the countryside.
Well, a lovely gospel passage today and uh, a double miracle. Can I put it that way? A double miracle. The first miracle, of course, is the, the official who comes to Jesus and uh, says to him that his daughter has just died and she's a little girl. So uh, I think some traditions say the little girl was about 12 years old. So please come and lay your hands. And what does Jesus do? Um, even though the girl is dead, uh, Jesus rose immediately and responded to the official who was an official of the Roman, uh, the Roman authority. So he rose and with his disciples followed the man to the house. And when he gets there, there's a whole commotion. Everybody's crying and weeping and wailing and so on. And he goes in and he takes the little girl by the hand and she, he brings her out. She's well again. He says, she's not dead, she's asleep. So that's the first miracle that Jesus works. Because on the way to the house, there's a woman who's been suffering from a hemorrhage now for 12 years, just like the little girl who's about 12 years old. Yeah, this woman is suffering from a hemorrhage, and she says, if I can only touch his cloak, I will be healed. Imagine what faith she has, because according to the laws of the time, even if you touch the cloak of somebody, and that person is then going to be unclean. So she wants to touch the cloak, the hem of the cloak of Jesus, and wants to be cured. So she's not concerned about this law which says if you're, if you're, if, if you've got, if you touched blood or if you're dead, if you're a corpse or something like this, if you're issuing blood and you touch somebody else, that person is going to be unclean. She wants to touch the hem of his cloak, making Jesus unclean. And Jesus says, I'm not worried about this, un this law of, of uncleanliness. He turns around and he says to, women, to the woman, courage, my daughter. Notice, my daughter. In other words, Jesus is now associating this woman who was unclean and therefore marginalized, he's bringing her into the community, into his family of friends, his circle of friends, into the kingdom of God. And he says, of course I want to, of course I want to cure you. Courage, my daughter. There he is making this woman part of his kingdom, now part of his family. Your faith has restored you to health. And from that moment, the woman was well again. So here we see Jesus doing two things, bringing the dead person back to life, the woman with a hemorrhage, bringing her into the community. Two miracles, restoring people to life in the community. And Jesus is quite adamant when he gets to the house, he says, get out of here, the little girl isn't dead, she's asleep. And they laughed at him and so on. But he goes in, he takes her little girl by the hand and she stood up and then the news spread all around the countryside what Jesus had done. People must have heard about the woman with the hemorrhage. They must have known about the girl who was dead. She was dead. Jesus goes in, takes her by the hand and she stands up and comes back into the community again. Both instances here, the one where the official, who is not one of Jesus' disciples, shows faith in Jesus and Jesus somehow responds to that faith and raises the little girl back to life again.
In the case of the woman with a hemorrhage, it gives her faith that she reaches out to Jesus as an unclean person who's hemorrhaging blood and which makes her unclean and marginalized. She reaches out to Jesus in faith and he responds to her and heals her. So two wonderful examples of reaching out to Jesus and Jesus responding and curing and raising to life. Now, sometimes I think you and I feel that because of our sins, whatever we've done, it might be abortion, it might be adultery, it might be murder, it might be, I don't know, bribery, corruption, it could be anything at all. And we feel like that woman with a hemorrhage, that I am unclean, I am not worthy. I'm really not worthy even to look at Jesus, even to touch the hem of his garment. We feel so guilty, we feel so dirty in a sense. And yet Jesus says, even if you are dead and other people appeal to you, I want you to have life and I want to incorporate you into my family and into my kingdom. So it really is, uh, the gospel today is an encouragement to us never, never to feel I'm in an absolutely hopeless situation, whether that be your marriage, your personal sinful situation or whatever. All we need to do is to come as people letting blood, to come as unclean to the Lord and he will, in faith we come to him and we simply say, if I can only touch the hem of your garment, Lord, if I can only come into your shadow, please heal me. And it's when we come in faith like that, no matter what we have done, that the Lord will say, of course I want you to be clean, be cured. So we must never give up in, in hopelessness and say, ah, there, there's, there's no solution. And sometimes I do find there are people who have given up in hopelessness. They say, there is no hope, there is no end, there is no light at the end of the tunnel. And, and these kind of people live in a situation of total hopelessness. And I want to say today, don't succumb to that hopelessness. No matter what your sins are, no matter what you've done, Always know that the Lord is there. He might be passing by, but in your faith, if you can say, Lord, may I just touch the hem of your cloak? May I just be in the shadow, in your shadow as you walk past? If we can just express our faith in Jesus in some way, even in some weak sort of way, just be assured that the Lord will respond and touch our lives. And so we must have confidence. Confidence that the Lord is close, that the Lord is with us. And no matter how hopeless or impossible the situation, even in death, so to speak, like the little girl who is dead, it's the official's faith in Jesus that restored the little girl to life again. So, whether it is hopelessness of alcohol, sex, uh, uh, selfishness, greed, crime, whatever it is, let us, in faith, turn to the Lord and simply let our faith and our prayer be, Lord, in my weakness, in my brokenness, in my sinfulness, I come to you and I ask you, Lord, please heal me, touch my life, raise me to life once again, cure me from this sin that has been uh, clinging to me for so many years, like the woman who's suffering a hemorrhage for 12 years. It's a long, long time. 
So whatever our hopeless situation is, our broken situation is, I pray that you will come to the Lord in faith. And if your faith is very weak, just say, Lord, I even doubt sometimes, but help my doubt, help my little faith that I have, and come to me, cure me, restore me to life, and just be close to me. You know, with this simple, simple sort of prayer, we come to the Lord and just know that the Lord will respond and be with us in our hopelessness and in our brokenness and heal us and give us uh, strength just to move on into the future. That's my prayer for myself and for you as we move on into the future in faith and in hope. Let my prayer come before you, O Lord, and let it rise in your presence like incense. Let my prayer come before you, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Let my prayer come before you, O Lord. Let my soul proclaim your greatness forever, O my God. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has looked with favour on his lowly servant, and from this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Let my soul proclaim your greatness forever, O my God. Now let us give thanks to Christ our Lord, who loves and cherishes his church. Be near us, Lord, this evening. And Lord Jesus, grant that all people may be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Protect Francis our Pope, Booty and Duncan our bishops. Help them, Lord, in your strength and mercy. And support those who meet with difficulty and disappointment. Renew their confidence and sense of purpose. In Christ our loving Lord, in your kindness, be with the sick and the poor, the weak and the dying. Bring them your comfort. And we commend to you all those who, in their lifetime, shared in the sacred ministry. Let them praise you forever in heaven. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. All-powerful God, since you have given us, your unworthy servants, the strength to work throughout this day, accept this evening sacrifice of praise as we thank you for your gifts. And we make our prayer through Christ our Lord. And now may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you always.
The Beautiful Anya's Day by Carl Jenkins to end our evening prayer. Thank you so much for joining me at this time. I know some of you are still on your way home from work. You're looking forward to meeting your loved ones when you get there. I wish you a very wonderful, restful evening. Thank you for sharing this time with me. I'll be back with you again tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock with Matins. And so from me, Father Emil, for now, it's good night and God bless.